The Toby Gribbon Show. Highlights. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. John C. Morley is a dynamic entrepreneur, seasoned engineer, and accomplished marketing specialist dedicated to empowering businesses. And he's with us here just now. How are you today? Doing well, Tobias. I'm just getting ready to start my day. Yes. Now, you've been a serial entrepreneur for several years. So what was your journey into entrepreneurship? Well, I think uh, a journey started when I was in college. And I started my first company when I was uh, a junior. And uh, after that, I I graduated. And um, I actually, just before graduation, hired one of the largest marketing and advertising companies, in fact, still in business today. And about 14, 15 years from about now, because the one company's in business, 32 years young about this year, I uh, decided that I needed to fire them because they didn't know what they were doing. They were robbing me. Um, They couldn't even print their way out of a paper bag. (laughs) Um, I didn't know anything about marketing or advertising either at that time. Uh, My background was um, in engineering. Um, I did have a passion for writing and for being a videographer and video producer, but I never knew anything about marketing. Everybody was telling me, you're never going to be on the market, John. You're never going to be able to advertise. And I said, okay. Uh, but finally, I say, you know what? I can't be connected to the hip anymore with these people, and I have to fire them. Uh, so I did. I fired them. Uh, uh, actually, I went to Xerox first, who we were a client of, and I bought my first print production machine. And uh, we failed uh, miserably for the first two years. And then uh, I built the full print production graphic media digital design center. I became a national talk show host uh, and a very passionate uh, since January, a uh, member of the International Press Association. So I'm very uh, passionate about creating purposeful, meaningful content that's going to inspire people to uh, improve who they are. And you mentioned that when you set up your own business, the first two years, you didn't make any money. And I suppose that's the thing about business. You have to not give up when you don't have success overnight and you have to take some risks. Exactly, Toby. I mean, resilience is uh, is key. And so, um, you know, you had to go through some extra training. But, you know, when you start a business first, you become a business owner. And a business owner is not passionate. A business owner is just trying to keep the lights on. They want to do the right things, but they're getting paid to work. 
when you become an entrepreneur, um, I don't get paid to work. I get paid to play. Uh, last night, I was doing a, a press release uh, for a client, and then I did one for myself. And I have to tell you, you know, I just love to play. I love to, uh, you know, uh, tinker with words and tinker with video that uh, it makes me passionate. I have my own uh, podcast every single day, wow. um, which you can go to BelieveMeAchieve.com. I have, I think we just cracked our first few thousand downloads, uh, inspiring people. Every day we have about a 15 to 20 minute podcast. Uh, and that's in addition to my national radio show, which is on Tuesdays and Fridays. And uh, then I have a local show on Tuesday. So uh, I think I'm very passionate. I think being an entrepreneur, the difference is you create systems, you learn how to play, and you understand that you're not just a business owner, but you're someone that is doing this because you love life and what it's bringing to you. Is that quite full on, having a 20-minute podcast every day? I mean, how do you still come up with new ideas for each show? So that's a great that's a great question. Um, every Saturday, which is what today, starts for us uh later on today or tonight i will have another master topic a master topic for last week uh that just ended yesterday friday was uh uh that uh if you know in order to um to um reach way high you have to dig down deep and so each day toby i was talking about different things people have to do to do that and i i use the analogy very simply i actually just wrote um and i always do this every week too i wrote a uh, this this week, I wrote about an 1,800-word uh, composition. Sometimes they're 900, but they're used 900 to about 1,500, roughly. And uh, I, I tell a story. But I think the big thing is I said to people, you know, if you've ever you know gone somewhere and you have to go get something that's high up, how do you get it if you're only four or five feet tall? I'm six one, But how do you actually go get it? You know, a person will come back to you and say to you, I can't get it. I'm only four feet. So I'll look at them and say, okay, so go get a ladder. <laughs> go get a step stool, right? Uh, figure out what you need to do to get that extra height. I mean, let's not complain about it. And then, okay, now let's say you got the ladder. And like, well, John, I still can't reach it. What do you mean? Well, I can get the height, but my arm won't reach. Okay, then get a grabber, get a stick. Like, let's stop making excuses. So I said, in order to uh, dig down deep, you have to, in order to reach uh, up high, you have to dig down deep. And that starts with something very, very basic. Uh, and that is uh, our feelings. Uh, we have to feel it. Uh, uh, we have to not set goals because goals are just a way of putting things off for a time of procrastination. I don't set goals in my life. I set promises. You know, when we achieve goals, like, oh, what happens, Toby, if we don't we don't make the goal? No big deal. Uh, yes. I'll do better next time, right? Yeah. We don't worry about it so much. But if it's a promise and you miss a promise, like, oh, my gosh, yes. I missed a promise. Oh, boy. Like, what am I going to do? Or I promised this person. So it's more steadfast. And I say to people, you have to actually, um, you know, schedule. Schedule those promises, that consistent activity on a calendar, whether it's Google, whether it's Apple, Android, with notification settings. And then once you've done that, you you take that consistent action. You have to uh, each time take massive action. I, I call it TMA, take massive action. After you've done that, you have to realize you got to keep doing that. And then you have to celebrate the small wins, not just the big wins. So even though I gave you a whole week's journey, every day I take a little mini subset, as you can see, I just did for you. And I take about 50 or 20 minutes and I go through that. Uh, within 24 hours, the show publishes as a podcast. And when you're making promises for yourself, 
I guess they mm-hmm. have to be realistic and achievable for you to actually have a chance of fulfilling them. Absolutely. I mean, you, you have to make them realistic. So, I mean, let's say, for example, you're trying to make this, um, you're trying to make, uh, uh, let's say, a promise yourself that you want a new car. Okay, well, that's fantastic. But what are you going to do to get that car? Now, of course, you can do motivation, you can do meditation, you could do law of attraction. These are all wonderful things. But people don't realize that it doesn't just pop into your lap. I mean, it might appear like it does, but it really doesn't. Um, you're creating that law of attraction because of what's happening to you. And your RAS, your reticular activating system, is what's uh, responsible. See, our RAS was never designed to make us successful, Toby. It was designed for uh, keeping us alive. And so as we learn to push our RAS, we get more comfortable. So I say you have to get comfortable being slightly uncomfortable. And what we focus on uh, from Nightingale Kona is what we become. So it's not like you can just sit there and just imagine. I mean, yes, you can do that. And that's going to get your internal compass or your RAS to be on track. That's why people say you have to meditate. But I don't want you to just think you're going to close your eyes every day and bam, it's going to pop into your lap. You're going to get inspired thought and you're going to need to take that inspired action, right? Uh, Like starting a podcast. Did it just happen? No, I got inspired action and I followed that passion, right? I mean, you didn't get your podcast off the ground probably in five minutes. Um, (laughs) You had to take some serious action, right? And consistency to keep it going. Are there any kind of mindset shifts that help people manifest what they want because you mentioned about the kind of ladder analogy if you're not tall enough but how do you kind of apply that for Mm -hmm. achieving a goal that might seem like it's impossible well let's say for example so i i made the analogy that you go try to pick that item off the shelf right which you can't get somebody asked you to go get and so in your life if you don't have the tools where you need to go acquire them or get them from someone else we need to realize that life is a continual journey of education If you're not learning, you're dying. So the person that came back to me and said, hey, John, I can't get this. And I'm going to say, well, wait a minute. Uh, You know, what do you mean you can't do it? Well, I tried. Well, no, you didn't try. You didn't even barely put any energy into that. Like you didn't even think about how to apply yourself. So I think that becomes uh, very important. There was a a guy who spoke to a group of inner city kids many, many years ago. And, you know, these kids were in in the inner city and they're always, you know, know, we're in the inner city and, you know, uh, we have this happening to us. They have drugs. They have all kinds of problems. They have parental issues. And, you know, they're like, well, you know, we need help. And and he said something very interesting. He says, no, he says, you guys need to take responsibility. When you put as much energy into breathing and staying alive as you do with wanting to be successful, successful, you'll be successful. So I think it's about, you know, finding those things that we're missing. And I think all of us are always missing something, right? We always can become a better version of yourself. And I tell people, Toby, that's why I do what I do every day. The only reason I live every day is to become a better version of myself and help other people become better versions of themselves. That's where I came up with the slogan. And um, you'd see if you had to see my hat, but you can't see it because we're on an audio show. Uh, <laughs> believe me, achieve.com. We have to believe in ourselves 
ourselves before we can believe in others, before we'll ever be able to believe in our dreams. Are there any particular challenges or lessons that you've learnt in both being an entrepreneur and in ways just generally? Yeah, so I'll give you one. I'm also president of my local chamber of commerce in town. And um, there was a gentleman um, several years ago. He's out of office now. And uh, he had asked uh, me when he called um, when he could meet with me. And uh, I knew he wasn't meeting with me for any reason to help me. Uh, It was only for his better good. So I didn't rush to go meet him. I said it was I think he called me on Tuesday morning. I said, well, I can meet you on Friday at 4.30, half hour before he has to go home. Or I can meet you next Monday at 9 a.m. Also not a very good time because he's just getting yeah. the office at, 830, at, at like, you know, uh, 8.30. So um, I met with him and he said to me, John, he says, you know, uh, I want to thank you. You did an amazing job on this uh, shop local program. I said, oh, thank you. He says, yes. He says, by the way, he says, uh, you and the chamber aren't launching it. And we are. So I was like, okay. <laughs> and uh, then he says to me, John, you know, when are you going to give up? When are you going to realize we don't need a chamber? When are you going to realize we don't need people like you? I don't know about you, Toby, but that was a hard pill to swallow when I heard that. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I tried to remain professional. And I immediately sat in one of his uh, leather plush chairs and I closed my eyes. For a minute or two and he goes john what are you doing i said excuse me sir i said i i i want i don't want to lie to you i want to give you the exact year the exact month the exact day hour minute and second that i'm officially going to give up just give it to me i'm almost there <laughs> so i opened my eyes i said um sir i'm gonna give up when a little baby boy or a little baby girl he's like making all these funny faces tells their parents they don't want to walk anymore and he's like making all these funny faces and the one who talks first loses so i didn't talk after a few minutes he gives me like a huh i said well let me ask you a question. You have two kids, right? You have a um, uh, a girl that just uh, is graduating college, and you have a boy that's just going in as a freshman uh, next year. Is that correct? He said, yes. I said, let me ask you a question. Do both of them walk? And he says, yeah, they both walk. Okay. And I ask you another question. When did either of them tell you that they don't want to walk anymore? He paused for a few minutes, and then he blurred out the answer. Never. And I very casually sat back in my chair, and I said, sir, I always knew when I met you were a smart, intelligent man. And today, when I asked you that question the very first time that you would give me the correct answer succinctly, the very first time that you responded, never. And sir, that's exactly what I'm going to give up. Never. He came back to me and he says, John, he said some other choice words I won't repeat. You're <laughs> blank and blank and blank and arrogant. Now get the blank out of my office. And I said, sir, you know, I never really needed your help. I came here today with an olive branch in the hopes that we could work together to better the greater good for all concerned in our community, which we both serve. But I can see that's not on your agenda. So I'll keep being cordial and polite when we're in public. I just ask that you uh, remember that and not talk about me behind my back when we're not in public, because that wouldn't be the appropriate or professional thing to do. I'm sure you can agree. I thank you so much for your time and I wish you all the best. And I look forward to seeing you at an event real soon. I left there. You might say, John, why did I do that? Okay. Uh, Toby, you got to bring your A game. And if you don't bring your A game, I don't care if it's in sports, it's in business, it's in relationships. If you don't bring your A game, you know what? Someone else will. And and I'll give you an example to that. One of the things I shared, I didn't share it with you, but there were like maybe like 16, 17 points. And each day I gave like three or four. And uh, I said to someone, you know, you have to do what no one else is doing. So when I started Jaymore, the IT company, 32 years. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Roughly about 13 years ago. Uh, never knew that I would be designing the security for Wall Street, which I do. And so um, I also, when I was going to New York, we were doing a lot of work in New York before 9-11. Now we really don't do that anymore. But we were, uh, in, it was in New York and I was meeting with this large company, publicly traded. And I had a great meeting with the uh, uh, with the CEO, chief executive officer. And um, I said to him, I said, sir, I said, uh, how many more vendors do you have to meet with? It's all about five or six. How about you, Toby? But that didn't make me feel so good. Yeah. Like I might be at the bottom of the barrel soon. So I got to do something, even though he loved my my uh, proposal after I talked to him and I had presented something that was really going to, you know, hammer home. What if those five or six other people would say something that would override me, would take my brilliance out of his head? So I said, I got to do something. When I got home from New York, I obviously I took mass transit. I didn't drive. And I went to like my local home improvement store. You probably have them out by you guys. Yes. And I went there and I got a bucket. And I got a la- and I got a cover. We had to buy a cover extra. The covers don't come with the buckets. And I went home and I drew about 20, 24 small little one eighth inch holes in the top of that bucket. I filled that bucket with water. I then took that bucket to my local fishery and I said, "Hey, good, uh, good afternoon, guys. Can you give me two live lobsters?" They gave me two live lobsters. I put them in the bucket. I had a card. I went over to FedEx and I shipped that container, obviously with the dangers and the live species uh, notifications, to this company in New York. York. Remember, I only got back to them a few hours ago. The next day, they received this live bucket. The guy calls me. He goes, what the blank did you send me? I said, did you go see it, sir? He says, no. He says, security is all up my you-know-what with this bucket. I said, well, I'd go check it out and then give me a call back. He's like, John, I don't have time for this. He's like, I got meetings away. I said, well, you know what? Then don't worry about it. Just check it out later tomorrow. I said, don't worry about it. Just John, but I can't. They keep calling me every freaking five minutes. I said, well, then I guess you better go down to the loading dock if you want to see what it is and have them stop calling you. He's like, you know, I have no time 
for this. I understand. So I guess I'd, I'd go check it out if I was you. Your time is money, isn't it? So he goes downstairs and he calls you back. He says, what the blaze is this? And I said, did you open it? He says, no. He says, I'm looking at a bucket with holes in it. I said, well, why don't you ask one of your dock hands to open it up for you? He does. And um, the guy opens it up. They're looking inside. I said, be careful. It's alive. He said, what do you mean it's alive? They open up and the guy says, what's in there? He says, there's two live lobsters. He goes, two live lobsters? What the? Why'd you send two live lobsters? I said, why don't you look at the card? So they take the card off the bucket. Dear Mr. Such and Such, I thank you for the time and opportunity that you spent with me last uh, yesterday in allowing me to present my company's products and services as well as getting to know you. And I am hopeful and grateful for the possible opportunity of you doing business with me and my company someday soon. When I finish crawling my way to the top would it be okay to ask for your business? Warmest regards with gratitude, John C. Morley, serial entrepreneur. And um, actually at that time, I think it was, I wasn't a serial entrepreneur. I think I just said John C. Morley, entrepreneur and uh, engineer. Because I wasn't an entrepreneur yet. That was only yeah. like in my fourth year of the company. I didn't start doing that until the fifth year, 15th year in company. So um, it was very um, interesting. And you know what happened? He said to me, John, I said, yes, sir. He says, um, yeah. You got the bloody account. Now, do me a favor. Don't ever blah, 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 dyke and do that again. I said, no problem, sir. I said, but you know one thing? I said, am I top of mind right now? He says, you're top of mind. You're going to be top of mind the whole day. He says, you're almost top of mind with the New York Police Department. He says, because our whole security department was up in arms. I said, see how easy that was? See, we just approach the situation and we stop making mountains out of molehills. Isn't that a lot better than trying to guess what it could be, what it isn't? He goes, yes. John, he says, you got the account. Just don't don't ever do that again. You almost gave me a heart attack. Okay, sir. Well, listen, I'm very grateful for the opportunity and we'll be in touch so we can get everything coordinated and get started the next week. And that's what I did. You don't do what everybody else is doing. I'm launching a book uh, coming out the end of this year, 25 Gifts of Inspiration to Change Your Life and Everyone Else in It You care so much about. Now, I started working on this book a long time ago, Toby. And um, every month, there's going to be a chapter releasing. See, because the book's going to be a long book. So I plan on letting people buy the book as a subscription, either one chapter a month or two chapters a month. And each month, you will get a toy. The first mm -hmm. month, you will get a garbage can with the first chapter. And people said, and what I did when I did the show is I wrapped these toys for the 25 days of Christmas. And you might say, well, gee, why is the universe giving me a, a garbage can? Is it trying to tell me I'm garbage? No, it's telling you that because um, it wants you to realize that you need to get rid of some things, people, attitudes, or behaviors in your life. Life, so you can become a better version of yourself. And I need to admit that. Yeah. What was it that inspired <laughs> you to write this upcoming book? When I started the IFYL podcast over two years ago, Inspirations for Your Life, it was just a, a show where I get on and, you know, talk about just like John's life and some things you could do better. But I said, I need to make this more into something. But I didn't know how to make it into anything. I knew the name of the show, but I didn't really know how to make anything. I didn't have an opening. I didn't have a closer. I didn't have anything. Yeah. And so I decided over, I think it was that uh, November, that I'm going to start making this show into a series. And I'm going to start making things that are related to things for a period of time. So I started with my first longest series, which was 25 Days. The 25 Gifts of Inspiration Around the Holidays. Now, my series aren't that long anymore. They're just seven days, right? But uh, I every day I would wrap, I went to the dollar store a few weeks before December 1st, and I bought all these gifts and I wrapped them in holiday wrap. And every day I would open up uh, a package like a little kid in, in the candy store and pretend like I didn't know what it was. 
and um, I wonder what the universe has gifted me today. And it got me to realize that I need to start doing what I've done when I was a lot younger. I need to play like I was when I was a kid. One of my most memorable experiences, Toby, was taking out a bottle of bubble solution. We probably all can relate to this. Um, you know, whether it's it's watching, um, you know, Ernie or or, or Bert take, um, uh, let's say that uh, that dauber out and try to blow bubbles. If you remember on Sesame Street, the first time they did that, how amazed people were. It's like, well, what is this? Oh, it's some <laughs> kind of fluid I got down by Mr. Hooper's store. Well, what is it? Oh, it's a, they, they say you can you can make things with it. Oh, well, let me try. Oh, well, you just earn. That's how you do it. You blow into it. Well, no, you can just you can just do this. Oh, well, I guess you can do that, Bert. Yeah, well, I think the instructions say you're supposed to blow. Well, I like doing it this way, Ernie. Oh. So I started realizing that it's about creatively playing. Uh, I also create movies. Uh, being a video producer on BelieveMeAchieve.com, I have a super motivational Friday. I have a Science Fridays with John. I do STEM projects every three months that kind of book out. And I do a Jason Academy on Monday. But I said this to you because when I did that video, I said you need to play like you were when you were a kid. And I opened that jar and I was in a field with some jeans, a pair of jeans on and a shirt. And I said, let's open this jar. Let's imagine what it was like to open up that jar and what it was like. And I said, when you wave that wand or you blow, like you just don't have any energy or enthusiasm, what do you get? You get nothing. You get a bubble, if anything. But when you creatively, you know, pull it around your body or you blow like, you know, with a flow, it creates amazing amounts of bubbles. So the reason we don't play when we get older is um, our ambitions get built up. Um, our parents, people say, oh, you can't do that. You can't do this. You can't do that. For years, Toby, people said, oh, you can't do marketing. You can't do advertising. You can't write. You can't do that. You're an engineer. You're never going to do that. Engineers don't talk to other engineers. Engineers don't talk to people. They're they're not extroverts. Well, I am. Yeah, well, you're a disgrace to the engineering industry because we don't do that. Why? Because you're uncomfortable doing it? Well, don't ask questions. You know, this is just the, the, the rule of the land. So I break the mold for engineering because I like talking with other people. And so the show got its legs when I said, gee, you know, people actually like this. I know I could make this into a book in a year or two. And then I said to myself, I could do that, but it's a lot of work. So that's why starting in January, I'm going to be releasing the first chapter. Even though I'm still playing around with each chapter, I can still work on it and change it up until the time of its release. So I think when we play like we were when we were a kid, whether it's in the field, uh, whether it's in a sandbox, right? Um, whether it's swimming, it doesn't matter what it is. You can recall back to any time in your childhood where you had an amazing time. Who said that that has to stop now? I love to keep singing. I love to keep inventing. Uh, I'll be a kid probably till I'm around. I plan on hanging around about 103. That's what my agenda <laughs> is because I've got so much work to do. And uh, I would say when you play like you were when you were a kid. Uh, it, it doesn't matter, uh, you know, what you think about, uh, what your icons are, whether they're uh, the Muppets, whether they're uh, Mr. Rogers, whether they're the electric company, um, you know, whether they're the first time you kicked the ball around or the first time that you decided what bubble mix was, or maybe it was just the fact that you figured out how to creatively ask your parents and get what you wanted for Christmas or the holidays, right? How many kids did not get what they want for the holidays? Very rare, right? If you're in a good family and they were well, you were able to get that. So I said to myself, what changed when I got out of 
college? How, how did I change? Like I was so dynamic and I could get whatever I wanted. What happened? People's ideas shaped me. And then when I got out of college, Toby, uh, I was very fortunate at that time to, uh, with my parents' help, to have a Jeep. And when I first drove, uh, got my license, uh, I had gotten a used uh, Chevy S10 Blazer. Now I'm on like my seventh or eighth car. But before that, I said to myself, you know, I want to get something a little more luxurious. So I went to the dealership. I drove around the car. And I remember the sales rep. And I said, you know, I'd like to try the nav out because that's really what's going to make you. He said, oh, we don't, we don't, we don't enable that for, uh, you know, for, for prospects. I said, oh. So I went to the manager and I said, hey, I would like to buy that car. Not now, but maybe in a few months. But I'd like to feel it. And I'd also like to use the nav. Is that possible? Yeah, we can enable the nav. I said, well, you're the sales guy at the desk that you don't do that. Who told you that? The guy's sitting right over there. I'll have a talk with him. We'll, we'll take that. Give me five minutes. I'll get it set up for you. So I drove in the car, Toby. I felt what it was like. I smelt the car. I heard the nav, took pictures, put it on my phone, put it on my computer screen. And every day when I got home, I sat in my chair, closed my eyes, and I started my proverbial car. I took a short drive. Sometimes I took a longer drive. And I'm going to say magically, that car showed up in my driveway. Now, I say magically, but I was taking massive action and didn't even know I was taking the steps to get that car. Where are we able to find your book when it comes out and keep up to date with you everywhere? Yes, yeah, so very easy. So I have uh, Believe Me Achieve.com, B E L I E V E Me, M E Achieve, A C H I E V E.com. Um, and you can just check, we call it my link tree. And that constantly involves, I'm sure the book will probably be at that time one of the top links. Uh, right now, my top link is uh, the fact that I do um, not just STEM, but I've rolled out STEM for people's birthday and holiday parties. Because when you choose to have a party with me, I love to party, but I inspire, educate, and motivate kids to not only want to have fun, but to learn in the process while we're blowing things up or perhaps just exploring chemistry or physics. Yes. Well, many thanks for talking to us today. It's been great having you here. It has been a privilege and a pleasure uh, to uh, share some of the work that I do with you and your wonderful viewers and listeners. The Throbbing Pulse of Sound, the Toby Gribbon Show.